Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Wait, it's time already? Wow. Uh, We've just been preparing, you know, for you all night, all morning, uh, leading right up till now. Jam-packed stuff uh, full of uh, a lot of bad news, actually, and um, some good. We'll get to as much of the good as we can, but geez, another uh, bad day for America. A terrible day in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday. A domestic terrorist shot up the Nashville Covenant School. Six people were killed, three children, I believe all about nine years old, and three adults. Then police quickly moved in and took out the shooter, who was, interestingly enough, female that identifies as a male. So a trans uh, shooter shot up this uh, Christian school, which is interesting. I I guess he or she, he, him, uh, went to the school, attended the school. 28 years old now. Uh, Just a very weird situation. So a, a biological female that identifies as a male. Yeah, and this has been happening. We had the uh, Colorado Springs shooter, right? Identified as non-binary. If you recall. That's right. We had the Denver shooter identified That's as trans. Right. Aberdeen shooter identified as trans, and Nashville shooter now identifying as trans. What so, is that, four? That's four that we know of. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wow. Uh, but interestingly, police said, yeah, it, we don't know anything about uh, mental health issues. Really? Hmm. Okay. Because uh, it seems pretty obvious that there's something going on there, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, this individual had an Instagram account where mm. she went by the name Aiden, and Aiden mm-hmm. slash Audrey yeah. uh, reached out to a friend just before going in and shooting up that school, um, <laughs> saying, you know, I plan to die today. This is not a joke. Suicide note, um, my last goodbye, I love you, I'll see you again in another life. The friend then um, alerted her father, and they alerted police, and um, unfortunately, you know, it was Nobody did anything? Too late. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, they were, she did call <clears throat> the non-emergency line, this mm. friend, and she was put on hold for seven minutes. But I don't know that, that mm. a lot could have been done because there wasn't a specific, like, hey, I'm going here. Right. To do this. Yeah. Uh, just very tragic. And, and, and when, when someone makes that decision, uh, why do you have to take out innocent yeah, lives? Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah, if you want to die, do it. You know, I, I mean, it's preferable if you didn't. Of course, we'd rather uh, nobody commit suicide. But if you're that screwed up that you're willing to take other people's lives with you as you go, just start with yourself. That'd be, that'd be, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, we're gonna get a manifesto uh, at some point, and uh, yeah, that there was a couple schools mentioned in it. Uh, there was another location of this school that was more heavily guarded, which is why they chose the one they did. The uh, less secure of the two, obviously, that's uh, that's what happens virtually every time. Here is some video from the school cameras which show the shooter arrive on campus and shoot through the front door. Yeah, so there's the uh, Honda Fit 
Mm-hmm. Speeding into the parking lot. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. What's the mindset of someone like this where they take the time to go and park their car in a parking space? Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're, because what you're about to see is, I mean, it is disturbing. Um, you don't see any victims in this uh, in this video, but um, it's disturbing enough as she shoots up the uh, front door to gain entry. So it was locked? Uh, I mean, I assume so. Yeah. Um, but... shoots through it there and then makes her way through the Uh, school wow you can see her coming in here yeah you see instead of using the door just crawl under the bar there after you shot out the glass yeah does the same thing to the next door and then you see her in the offices i mean this is Mm. just disturbing stuff sure is and uh heavily armed and of course now Mm. the guns are the target Mm -hmm. yeah this happened of course at a gun-free zone um, so dang it, there wow. you have it. Jeez, uh, do we know if she specifically targeted the people that she shot, or was I it don't just know. random? I honestly don't know. Um, mm. it'd be hard to think that she would know specifically individuals there, well, being yeah. that she attended 28, yeah, yeah, so long ago. <sighs> Three nine year olds, unreal. And one of them was only eight, I think, about to turn nine. Yeah. Uh, Just really horrific. A viewer of the program sent us a school yearbook photo of Audrey Hale, the apparent killer, circa 2003 as a first grader at the time. And uh, there's the linked page. LinkedIn. LinkedIn page uh, of Audrey Hale Uh, as well. It's too bad that the the guy's cropped this uh, so much is... uh, the LinkedIn page shows the pronouns he, him. Oh. And um, there was some controversy of if that was a real thing. Oh, it was. Oh, I looked on my phone. And I think I think on the desktop, for whatever reason, the, the pronouns weren't showing up. But it was definitely showing up uh, on the on the link on your phone. And there, there you go. I mean, just from mm. an innocent childhood, mm-hmm. uh, look at that face. Great smile to a disturbed individual. Really sad. You know, I mean, we should remember the victims. uh, You know, we got nine-year-old Evelyn uh, Dykehouse, uh, nine-year-old Hallie Scruggs, nine-year-old William Kenny, 61-year-old Cynthia Peake, 60-year-old Catherine Kuntz, who was the uh, head of the school, and 61-year-old Mike Hill. Mm. And uh, police did arrive quickly. They took her down quickly. It could have been so much worse, especially considering how armed to the T she was. Yeah, they made uh, sort of a not-so-veiled reference to Uvalde, uh, saying that they would never wait around, uh, that they would rush in and and take care of the situation quickly, especially when children are involved. So a little shot to Uvalde there, I think, as well. But they did react quickly and maybe stopped a whole bunch of other people from being killed, which, you know, Potentially could have happened in Uvalde as well. Yeah, I mean, you saw in that uh, video that we played. I mean, she was just walking around looking yeah. for victims, yeah. looking for sitting ducks. Um, and so thankfully the police got in there. Yesterday, as news was breaking about the tragedy in Nashville, President Biden made remarks at a White House event yeah, that so were fairly interesting. Fox News breaks in because they're told before he starts this event, he's going to address the Nashville shooting. Mm-hmm. This guy. 
Oh, watch that. Oh. the White House. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? Wow. One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. <laughs> Folks, uh, Welcome to the White House. it's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> They're your kids, all four of them? Yes. Well, stand up, guys. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh. It's incredible. So watch this. Fox John, News. we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. uh, considering the moment, um, we were, we were told a that the shooting that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead, and we were told he would be addressing this off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here mm. and addressed the school shooting. So inappropriate. Wow. Grotesque. Wow. That is reminiscent, though, of Barack Obama. Do you remember the uh, when he addressed the Fort Hood shooting during his presidency? And he started out with this. Uh, I want to thank my cabinet members and senior admi- administration officials who participated today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear that Dr. Joe Medicine Crow was around, and so I want to give a shout-out to that Congressional Medal of Honor winner. Oh, Good to wow. see you. My understanding is is that uh, you had uh, an extremely productive conference. Uh, I want to thank all of you for coming and for your efforts. This goes on for almost two minutes. Uh, And I want to give you my solemn guarantee that this is not the end of a process, but a beginning of a process. And that we are going to follow up. Oh, yeah. Got the Obama tooth whistle. We'd forgotten about that. We we are going to follow up. Right. Every single member of my team understands that this is a top priority for us. Uh, I I want you to know that, as I said this morning, this this is not something that we just give lip service to. Uh, And we are going to keep on working with you to make sure that uh, the first Americans get uh, the best possible chances in life uh, in a way that's consistent with your extraordinary traditions and culture and values. Now, Value. Now, I have to say, though, that uh, beyond that, yeah. uh, I plan to make man, oh man. some broader remarks so inappropriate. Uh, All right. about the challenges. Got that it. Uh, as bad as that is, I think Obama's is, I mean, uh, Biden's is worse. Oh, yeah, he's laughing. Biden was much worse. You come down there joking about ice cream? Wow. Having, a, a, again, noticing little kids and how attractive they are. Remember... Um, it's the Republicans that are the heartless ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we got we got two examples wow. of Democrats uh, addressing the nation for the first time after mass shootings, and it's crazy. That's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Nashville officials on the scene gave a press briefing, and when that finished, uh, an anti-gun lobbyist. <laughs> 
hijack the media attention, of course. <laughs> so often is the case. How ironic uh, that this uh, anti-gun lobbyist was so close. I'm not. I'm not insinuating anything, but how how fortunate that this individual was so close and was able to to get right up there on the microphones uh, visiting town. Her story has changed on why she was in town, by the way, a couple of times. Mm. But this is just. These people are so inappropriate at all times. And, yeah, look at this nonsense. Okay. Thanks. Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I'm from Highland Park. Mm. Aren't you guys tired of this? Yeah. family vacation yeah, right. oh. with my son oh. visiting my sister-in-law okay. i have been lobbying in dc yeah, we don't care since we survived a mass shooting in july mm-hmm. i have met with over 130 and this goes lawmakers. on and on How until they go happening? oh wait maybe we should How cut away from this still dying and anyway. why are we failing them gun violence is the number one killer of oh children gosh. and <laughs> teens it has overtaken uh, cars mm. assault weapons are contributing okay. to the border we don't want to hear her anymore oh. She really did hijack absolutely uh, the news conference. Wow, jeez. Aren't you guys tired? Yeah, I'm already tired of listening to you, uh, frankly. So why don't you beat it? <laughs> uh, ABC News tried to imply that a recent law passed in Tennessee was to blame for the shooting. That's amazing how fast this happens. All right, that is Police Chief John Drake of Nashville, who is briefing reporters on the deadly grade school shooting in Nashville at the Covenant School there this morning. Uh, The police confirming uh, six dead, three children, one eight years old, two nine years old, and uh, three adults, including Catherine Kuntz, who is the head of the Covenant School. Uh, The police chief uh, also said uh, that the shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female Audrey Hale said she's a former student of the school and confirmed that mm. Audrey Hale was a identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, at state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that Don't you banned dare. transgender medical Don't you care dare. for minors Don't you dare. as well as uh, a, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, <laughs> including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state. Yep, that's what they did. Uh, the law against dragging children to drag shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what's to blame for this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. I mean, and... Unbelievable. It's just, it went on and on yesterday with the media. Including Joy Reid on uh, MSNBC last night. And Michelle, you know, this is coming at a time when the First and Second Amendments are in a real tension, right? Not real tension among the public. I mean, like, it's like an 80-20 issue. Even gun owners overwhelmingly want stronger gun laws. It's just, you know, as Shannon said, the gun lobby and the politicians they own that that are refusing to let it happen. But you have this in the state of Tennessee, which, you know, ironically, is the Scopes Monkey Trial State, right? Where they used to have a law against teaching evolution in public high schools, in public schools. They now are racing to enact 
these First Amendment limiting laws mm. to limit things like drag shows. You have rampant book banning. I think Tennessee <laughs> might be the most aggressive book banning state, even more so than Florida. And so they're essentially saying it's too dangerous to allow children to be exposed to a drag show. A drag queen is, in, is dangerous to children. These yeah, books are dangerous to children. But when it comes sex. to guns, they're, they're like, sexualizing children children. It is it is an irony oh that's hard gosh. to get away from during this time of moral panic oh over Un books, history, Unreal. and drag Unreal. shows. Uh, what books are being banned in Tennessee? I, I, I want to know. What, what books have they banned in Tennessee? If you don't want books available to children, whether in the school library that or... That are about sex of any kind. Or through curriculum. Then you're banning books. Like literal pornography. I, I can't take if it. If you don't want children I, to have access to pornography... You are evil in their eyes. It's it's so sick. It's so sick. I, I, it is. We're out of words to describe this. I mean, but you know that's just a My scratching the surface there on the media gosh. yesterday. You had USA Today. This is rich. Okay, USA Today wants to make sure that we don't misgender the killer. Okay, police on Monday afternoon said that the shooter was a transgender man. Officials had initially misidentified the gender of the shooter. Oh, sweet Lord. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, we've got Newsweek. Drag shows and gender-affirming care for minors were banned in Tennessee this month, while assault weapons remain legal. Just like Joy Reid. Tennessee had it coming, y'all. They had it coming. And then, of course, this NBC reporter, this Benjamin guy, I don't know what his last name is. Let's see. He says, uh, NBC has ID'd the Nashville shooter as Audrey Hale, 28, who identifies as transgender and had no previous criminal record. Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, a hub of anti-trans activity. Are you for real? These people are sick. Not just the transgender people out there that are so over the edge and want to bring your children into the fold so that they can destroy them right before your eyes. It's also their allies in the media and in politics. And this country, we have lost our mind. It is absolutely irretrievable at this point. I can't, you can't communicate with these people. They, they are insane. Indeed they are. End rant. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what is this? Remember when we had the targeting? I don't, even know, what, you know, I don't know what to say. I know. About it. I know. You, I there's nothing. Know there's say. nothing. But yeah. Gabby Gifford Shooter, who was not a conservative, Remember the whole thing with Sarah Palin mm -hmm. targeting districts? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this guy was inspired in incite to, to violence by this uh, post by Sarah Palin. But Jane Fonda can go on the air a week ago and say we should probably murder pro-life Christians. Well, what the hell just happened? I, I swear, these, how do you exist in a country with people like this on the other side? It's difficult. It's difficult, which is why people talk about the national divorce. Because uh, if this is the kind of country you want, where it is perfectly okay to basically say that this shooter was all, was virtually justified in the shooting because of the laws passed, I mean, that's essentially what they're saying. Well, uh, Tennessee just passed uh, anti-trans legislation. So what do you expect? What? I mean... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, and the sexualization of children. Why is that okay now? Why is that okay? How in the world did we get to this place where lefties think that it's perfectly fine 
to do whatever you want in front of children or to invite children to these shows. And there should be no laws against it. We should be able to subject all of these kids to whatever we want as long as it's an alternative lifestyle. If they were subjecting kids to heterosexual shows of some sort, there is no way they'd be okay with that. But because it's trans and drag, perfectly fine and completely acceptable. And they can do whatever they want with children under those circumstances. Wow, it is a sickness. It is a disease right now that is just festering and destroying this nation. I, I tell mm. you, they, they, your kids, they don't matter to these people. No, they not at all. They are a means to an end. And and Billboard Chris posted this. You know, I mean, they they just they don't care what happens to your kids, and then they walk away. And mm-hmm. all the damage is done to them for the rest of their lives if they decide to, to get chopped up. And God bless Tennessee and other states that are trying to prevent this. But uh, Billboard Chris, um, he posted this, uh, documented risks in not affirming a child's delusion that they are the opposite sex. Gender dysphoria vanishes. Body parts are intact. They're not sterilized. They have menopause at 15, uh, 50 instead of 15 if you leave them alone. Uh, lack of pain and numbness, adult sex life, ability to breastfeed, beautiful family. These are things that you take away from them if, if, you, if you get in there and start chopping them up. Mm-hmm. And I, I just cannot believe how rapid we have gone in this country. I thought we all agreed left and right. When, when, remember when ra- radical Islam, right? They, they were genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh, that's terrible. I thought everybody was like, oh, that's terrible. But now, that just, it is madness where we are as a nation. It's indescribable. How could you see this coming? We've seen a lot of crap coming. This one, this destruction of children in a physical, mental, spiritual sense, just in one fell swoop, it's... It's it's damning for a nation. It's despicable. And and again, it's rotting the nation from the inside out. Uh, let me welcome a brand new sponsor to the show. It's Fast Growing Trees. Uh, the, this is an awesome company. Uh, I love it because um, I found that the plant that I was looking for at a price that uh, was great. And you'll be able to as well. You can breathe some life into your own backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com this spring from shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty let fastgrowingtrees.com help you plant your dream garden with the their expert advice and fast reliable shipping at a price that you can afford with fast growing trees 30 day alive and thrive guarantee you know everything will look great oh nice so if you're like me and you kill plants yes by just looking at them you got 30 days (laughs) to fix it yeah you'll know uh by then if it's gonna take in the ground it's it's really awesome join over 1.5 million happy fast growing trees customers go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash pat right now and you'll get 15% off your entire order. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash pat.
This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Then, of course, um, also in the south, we had the just really devastating tornadoes that rambled through uh, Mississippi and Georgia. Jeez, I mean, a mile-wide EF4 strength uh, tornado, just, it's almost inconceivable. Yeah, one on the ground for 59 miles. Oh, jeez. Imagine that. 59 miles. So there is a wide uh, swath of just total destruction. It went through Rolling Fork, Mississippi, and almost just wiped the town from the face of the earth. Yeah, 85% of the town of, is it 2,000? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Affected. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that. I mean, incomprehensible. Wow. Just absolutely devastating. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine. Not, I. Where do you go from there? Yeah. I, and, and the nearest hotel mm. is over an hour away. And so, like, where do you stay while you're trying to pick right. your life up and get it back in order? Uh, just uh, can we show the side by side pictures, the before and after, Kayla? Of uh, this town, I just, I mean, it really puts into perspective what happened there. Mm. Okay, so there's one. What, let's roll through these here. Uh, I mean, just leveled. That, that place is just completely gone. Wow. All right, what else we got here? I mean, that's gone. Top of top of uh, those buildings, those homes. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, there's there's like a strip mall. Complete devastation. Yep. God bless them. Eighty five percent of the city gone. That's uh, Unbelievable. But you can help the victims of these massive tornadoes at mercuryone.org. Remember, uh, your entire donation, 100% of it, goes right to helping out the people in this disaster. Because we have the event in uh, in the fall that pays for all the administrative stuff. So everything you donate goes where you plan it to go, where you want it to go. And that's to help the victims of this incredible tragedy. Uh, so go to mercuryone.org if you can help right now. Mercuryone.org. Uh, they also have the uh, phone number up there, 972-499-4747, if you want to donate over the phone. Uh, speaking of dramatic footage, have you seen this mm. from a freeway in Los Angeles? Yeah, this is getting some traction out there. I mean, this Watch this. Watch the, watch the pickup truck. Watch his tire come off. Watch what happens here. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, now, watch, I had not seen that yet. And and watch the truck. The tire comes back for more. See, I mean, it's oh, adding insult geez. to injury. But the truck, thankfully, was able to get over to the side. What? Oh. So so yes, it's dramatic. What happened to the black vehicle? Which, by the way, everybody's fine. I kid you not. Uh, the guy in the truck. Look at this. He's got three wheels now. He he slides over to the right, and this big rig that was going by was able to slow down enough. That's incredible. To not run him off of the road. Everybody is okay. Minor injuries <sighs> in that black vehicle. Wow. I mean, that is Russian I've dash never cam seen, video stuff. Sure is. If you've ever. Seen I've it. never seen anything like that. Where you just flipped completely over the tire. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of that happening? Man, it, it had to hit it just right I, I in would, order for all of that to happen. I would have thought that would be Jeez. me in that black car. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah. And everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. As we always assumed with Russian sure. dash cam videos. Ah, uh, yeah, everybody's fine. Have to. Otherwise, it wouldn't be showing this. Yeah. Uh, everybody's fine. So, just another day in LA. Wow.
Let me see that one more time. <laughs> he likes that this one. Really, <laughs> that's amazing. Watch your tire just pops off. I mean, that's that's Oopsie a daisies. Yeah. Oh, if you just came from the golly. Walmart Tire Center, My bro. Gosh, there's a lawsuit coming against whoever put that tire on. And then how does the tire come back at him and smash yeah. into the back of him again? That is bizarre. And incredible that everybody was okay in that accident. It's amazing. Oh, man, that looked bad. Wow. If you had to guess, would you think? Mm-mm. I mean, that was a that was a fatal traffic uh, right. accident, you would think. Sheesh. All right. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, just a reminder of the other social media locations that you can check us out on. YouTube.com slash Pat Gray. I think we're out of the YouTube doghouse right now, so th- that's exciting. <laughs> I believe the whole show will be posted on YouTube. Well, we don't know. I mean, it's still early. That's true. We could we could probably that is very true. somebody. Sure. <laughs> uh, Rumble.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed. At Instagram, it's Instagram dot com slash pat unleashed yeah riley's been putting a lot of good stuff up on all these socials appreciate it and facebook.com slash pat unleashed yeah there's extra content there y'all it's not just you know stuff from the show right uh, so yes get get over there and check it out uh, riley tweet works out. really hard to get uh good quality yeah, material he up played, there every day. uh some interesting like tiktok videos recently for us and mm-hmm. had us react to them and so i'll be tweeting that link out later today it's a short on the youtube page right now youtube.com slash uh what is it pat oh youtube.com slash pat gray, pat gray yeah, yeah. youtube.com slash pat gray and of course don't forget you can subscribe to the blaze blaze tv.com slash pat and then you can have access to all of our stuff the overtime everybody's overtime on the blaze of course glenn's wednesday shows that are so good uh so do that pat gray unleashed Welcome. Great to have you with us. Uh, thanks for being here. Got some tweets. Marty Boy 23 tweets, It's a sad day in this country when the POTUS would rather speak about ice cream than the victims of the tragic shooting. This guy sucks. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least. Comrade Eliza, yes, I am tired of mentally ill, evil people killing innocents. Yeah, I think we all are. Uh, Sons of Thunder 42, the left is willing to blame everything but the shooter. Every time. Uh, Chris Stubbs, left blows holes in their own gun laws. And gender dysphoria is a mental illness. Mm, How dare you, Chris? (laughs) How how dare you assert that? Something that the the American Medical Association, Association has not asserted for about five years. Maybe six or seven. So... Uh, you're talking ancient history here, mm-hmm. practically medieval times mm-hmm. when we believe gender dysphoria was mental illness. What is this? 1242? Is that what this is? 1242. <laughs> wow. Time flies. It does. Because it doesn't feel it does. like... When you're not having fun, it still flies. Right. It, it doesn't feel like 1242 was... No, no. It feels long a, little, ago. a little further along than that. Mm. But uh, McFlurry tweets... After listening to those media clips, I can't help but think that this country is done for. Oh, man, it feels like it every day. It really does. 
Flood 2000, you ask about the sexualization of children. 20 years ago, parents began granting children unfettered, unmoderated access to the internet and cameras. We're seeing the predictable outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm, true enough. And uh, Linda Rosius, uh, question regarding Joy Reid. Why isn't cultural appropriation? Uh, why isn't it? cultural appropriation when she has blonde hair when she has blonde hair oh <laughs> that's a really good question yeah joy reed with the blonde hair that, that is cultural is appropriation a great quite look at that nice point uh-huh huh huh that can't be natural right huh. so exactly uh-huh but of course it isn't <laughs> uh white people have no culture i don't know if you're aware of that but we don't have a culture so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's man. what they want you to. That's yeah. where they want you. Yep. And that mindset right there. Yep. White people don't have culture. You so don't matter. You can't appropriate their culture. They don't have one. Mm. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> if you say so. Also, this isn't disturbing at all. Armed Russian jets have flown over the U.S. military base in Syria every day in March, <sighs> violating a four year old agreement between the U.S. and Russia. Yet Biden does nothing about it. Wow. Russian jets have violated the airspace about 25 times this month. Well, let's see. It's the 28th. So almost every day. Well, this story's a couple days ago. Oh, is it? Okay. So we probably... So it is They probably day. didn't break their streak. Compared to zero times in February, 14 in January. In addition, Russian aircraft have confidently acted aggressively toward U.S. bases in a way that's not typical of an organized military force. Huh. They're regularly flying directly overhead of our units, and I've defined directly overhead as within about a mile. No more than a mile offset one side or the other, while we've got forces right there on the ground at ATG. That's according to Lieutenant General Alexis uh, Grankowitz, Combined Forces Air Component Commander for the U.S. Central Command there. So it's an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, you think? Hmm. Grankowicz uh, believes the Russian military has no plans to use weapons against the United States. However, <laughs> he says it does increase the risk of miscalculation. Well, yeah, and it makes us look pathetic and weak when we just allow it. Yeah, go ahead and fly over us as many times as you want with your armed jets. We'll just sit here and take it. We won't do anything about it. Nope. Wow. 900 troops, apparently, in Syria. <sighs> and why? Exactly. They were supposed to be gone years ago. Under Trump. Get them out. Wow. Some Russian aircraft uh, carry air-to-air air weapons, and others have air-to-ground munitions. These weapons can include uh, radar-guided and heat-seeking missiles and bombs. Nah, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So that was a an agreement, right, between Four Trump. years ago. Yeah. Yes. Let's see. Yeah, it would have been Trump and, and Putin yeah. would have agreed uh, not to do this. Mm-hmm. In 2019, uh, the U.S. and Russia, uh, they created a uh, to f- they created an agreement to fly over Syria to avoid accidental <coughs> provocative encounters. Both countries agreed that direct overflight of each other's positions on the ground, especially with armed aircraft, was unacceptable. And yet we're accepting it. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, coming up on overtime today. We have some video from inside Ukraine showing uh, what the U.S. tax dollars are supporting. Oh. And it's not necessarily comforting, I think you'll find. 
That sounds so, good. If you're not signed up at blazetv.com slash pat, please do that so you can enjoy that. Uh, and I think we have like 12 overtime shows that wow, are really? done every day. Something My like that. My word, that's a lot going on. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's in addition to the regular shows. In that addition we have. to Dozens. the regular shows where oh you get to gosh. watch as well as listen to them and then the overtime as well. So. I would venture to guess that if you tried to watch every Blaze show every day, mm-hmm. there's not enough hours in the day. There's oh, probably. Yeah. There's probably more content there, new content every day, than there are hours in the day. So For sure. So there's a lot to choose from. There's something for mm-hmm. everyone over there. But, okay, so you had the story about the Russians flying over U.S. positions in Syria. That's probably the only example of us getting disrespected in the world, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sh- sure, because, you know, the world respects us so much oh, under Joe Biden. Absolutely. I mean, he was going to he was gonna put fear into our enemies and, mm. and uh, love into the hearts of our friends. And man, has he done that? Yeah. No. No? Uh, the world is not afraid of us under Joe Biden. I think that's pretty clear, right? Even the Russians who've been proven, proven to be a third-rate power, they're testing us. They're trying us. They're disrespecting us. And it's not just Russia and their, their jets flying over our troops in Syria, but Saudi Arabian TV as well, making fun oh. of the president of the United States on a regular basis. Saudi Arabia. There we go. <clears throat> there he is. There he is. Powerful. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yep. I mean, do I like that? That the Saudis are doing this? No. Yet. Uh, could they not have found somebody that looks a little bit more like Joe Biden? Oh, or Kamala. Oh, or wait. Kamala. Oh, he's got to get on the plane now. I wonder what's going to happen here, Pat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I love the sound effects from the 1920s. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. All right, get up, bro. There we are. All right. Okay. I mean, is it well done by the Saudis? No. Uh, no, it is not. Is that, I love that's our takeaway. Look, are they mocking the president of the United yes, States yes, openly? Mercilessly, yes. yes. But does he look that much like our no, president? No. no. No, he does are not. Are the sound effects fresh and hip? No. No. No, they're not. So the lighting sucks. The actors The sound effects look, are yeah. bad. Come on. Forget it. So, yeah, deal yeah. with that. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Mm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, won't you? <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> That's all we have. That's all we got. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, meanwhile, another one bites the dust. Uh, Biden FAA nominee. So I think I said last week that he uh, dropped out. Well, he, he hadn't yet, but he did now. He has now. The uh, FAA nominee withdrew. Um, because the Senate was pretty shaky on support for him, and they should have been because he knew not one answer to, what was it, 13 questions? Well, here we I go. Let's, let's relive the moment. Here. All right, let's okay. do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, Mr. Washington, can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADSB transponder? <laughs> not sure I can answer that question right now. That's, that's okay. We'll just keep going. So um, that's, a, that's a pretty important part. Mm. So what are the six types of special-use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator, I cannot answer that question. Okay, mm-hmm. So what are the operational limitations of a pilot flying under 
basic med. Senator, I'm mm. not a pilot, so mm -hmm. uh, but obviously you'd ever see the F Federal Aviation Administration. So um, <laughs> any, any idea what those uh, restrictions are under basic med? Hmm? Quickly? Uh, no. Quickly. Uh, well, some pressure. of the restrictions I think would be high blood pressure. <laughs> uh, some of them would be... Uh, it's uh, more like no. how many passengers per airplane, oh, how many pounds yeah. swing in different miss. categories and uh, what ele what uh, altitude uh, you can fly under. So and uh, and then uh, amount of knots, it's under 250 knots. So okay. it's not having, having anything to do with blood pressure. So <laughs> can you tell me what causes an aircraft to spin or to stall? Uh oh, here we go. Uh, uh, again, no, Senator, I'm I not a know. pilot. Um, He's not okay. a pilot. Uh, let's keep okay. going. Yeah. What are the three <laughs> aircraft certifications the FAA requires as part of the manufacturing process? Quickly, please. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, three aircraft you certifications. Got you got this. We believe in you, Mr. Uh, Washington. Again, uh, what I would say to that is that one of my first priorities would be to fully implement mm. that certification act mm. uh, and report. You know the three types, uh, Mr. Washington. The, the three no. types. Okay. Yeah, that's type certificate, production certificate, and airworthiness certificate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. Let's just keep going. See if <laughs> that's we can. That's what I was gonna say. Um, get lucky here. Who's right on the tip so of Can you tell me tongue. what the minimum separation distance is for landing and departing airliners uh, during the daytime? Just three guess. feet? I don't know. Three feet. Uh, I, I don't want to guess on that, Senator. Oh. Oh. Are you familiar with the difference between Part 107 and Part 44809 when it comes to unmanned aerial standards? Unmanned aerial. He's got this one. Unmanned this like, one drones. Are you familiar with yes. the difference? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know the difference between mm -hmm. those two Part 44809 and Part 107? You I know was the just going to say. Uh, no, I cannot. Uh, oh, I can't. Okay. He doesn't oh, know. Oh, boy. 0 for 13 he went. <laughs> Jeez. That's not good. Not good. That's not good. And how no. comfortable do you feel if you're flying into Denver International Airport today? Uh, the guy who heads it up. Knows uh, nothing about it. He doesn't even know how close the planes are supposed to be to each other there. So That's great. Happy travels, y'all. I mean, to get a driver's license, don't you have to know some things about driving on the road? Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. This guy knows nothing, and he's applying for the job of the head of the FAA? So wow. let's say you were All in right. that, uh, in that uh, seat right there, mm -hmm. and they asked you, what's a safe distance? What was it? Daytime? Flights? What was the question? I don't know. Airport? Runway? I don't know. Let's mm -hmm. just see if I can find it here. Would you take a guess? Because uh, I bet you would do... I mean, he didn't even guess. No, he didn't. A safe runway length. Okay. Okay. How? How? What is a safe runway link? Oh, that's that's the length of the runway. Uh, I don't know. I was trying the space to space between planes, something like that. Yeah, space between planes. Yeah. yeah. Do that. I don't know. You don't have a guess? Uh, I'm gonna say two and a half feet. You got to be at least two and a half feet away from each other. Is that close? Am I? Am I? <laughs> is it a foot? Is it? It's foot and a half. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're close. Okay. Uh, this is from Quora. You know, not the end all be all mm -hmm. here, but when there are multiple planes waiting to take off from a given runway at an airport, mm -hmm. what is the minimum safe distance or time between them? Is it the same for landing a plane? It looks like, uh, well, I don't see it here, but it looked like the best answer was four nautical miles. No. Wow. What? That's a little, that's two minutes. Huh? Separation. Well, those things are moving fast, so yeah, I I'm sure a so. pilot will will chime in so. on Twitter or call us or something. Four miles, wow! But but that's so, more I, than my foot and a half guess. I just don't want to guess huh. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why not? I mean, you don't know. It it looks worse to say I don't know. Now, if every th single question, if they're the same altitude, it's five nautical miles. 
Okay, so that's apart. not once they're on the ground, how far apart yeah. do they have to be? Again, I don't know exactly what the question was there. Yeah, I just five know that, miles for, in the air, that makes sense. I just know that, that, that everyone listening right now is as qualified for the head of the FAA job as, as that, that guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and maybe more, maybe more qualified. Uh, late last week, the NORAD commander was in front of Congress answering questions about the Chinese spy balloon. This was fun, too. Uh, thank you very much. Now, um, uh, General Van Herc, um, uh, with regard to these letters, um, I have uh, a number, uh, I, I have received quite a bit of information from talking to you about this balloon incident, and you mentioned it in your uh, statement. So let me just go through some quick questions so we can understand who knew what Listen um, to uh, this. about the Chinese balloon. You first learned about this on January 28 of this year. Is that correct? Senator, I, I learned about it on January 27th. Okay. We first detected it by radar, my sensors, on January 28th in the vicinity of St. Matthews Island, Alaska. Okay, and that's United States territory, right? That's well, correct. And you notified yeah. your chain of command on that day, okay, January 28th, so right? chain of command. Uh -huh. I uh, had a conversation on the evening of the 27th with uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff about my plan to intercept and identify and make an assessment, okay. which we did on the 28th of January. And you sent that notification to Secretary of Defense Austin, <laughs> Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, via classified email, correct? I sent it to uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and to Secretary Austin's military assistant. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that the military assistant passed it to the Secretary. Okay. Uh, okay. You're and assuming. you um, still mm -hmm. are not certain at what point President Biden or Secretary Austin were made aware of the balloon. Is that right? I, I do not know when the okay. president was made aware. Uh, fine. And, and when you confirmed the balloon's existence on January 28, you tasked NORTHCOM, your command, with preparing options to counter the balloon. That's, that's correct also. Uh, I tasked my NORAD team to develop options, and Senator, what I'd point out is I have options every single day to defend our homeland. In this case, the balloon did not meet the requirement or the authority for me to engage it because it was not demonstrating hostile intent or committing a hostile act. Hmm. Hostile intent would be maneuvering me? to an offensive advantage on a platform, an airplane, or shooting missiles or weapons would be hostile Pause act. it for a second. All right, so a spy balloon floating above the United States of America, taking surveillance of important areas of our country, all over the country. Yes. I mean, it went from Alaska all the way to the, to the East Coast and was then finally shot down. That's not a threat? You just allow a foreign entity to fly intelligence balloons over our country right. and don't worry about it. Well, he's saying based on the definitions of when he is allowed I know, but it's asinine. to engage. I agree. I agree it's completely. Asinine. It, so he's got to wait. We got to use our noodles here. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's If you can't engage a spy balloon, mm -hmm. if you can't figure out that's a threat to our national security, I, that we're done. Yeah, absolutely. We're just done. I agree 100%. But but see, he's supposed Jeez. to wait for instruction from up the chain of command. Asinine. But instead, five days passed mm -hmm. from when he first assessed that. Right. Six days. We're on the sixth day before the guy in Billings goes, hey, what the hell's that above my state right now? And it was then That's when we, only then. Yes. That they decided, uh, maybe we should do something about because the American people are going to be pissed. Yep.
Yep, they were gonna let it go. I swear they would. If let the this guy in Billings yeah. hadn't seen it, mm -hmm. it would still be floating above our country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I agree 100%. That's just unbelievable. That is just unbelievable. He still hasn't gotten an answer if the commander in chief is aware of the balloon being up there or not, based on his report that he sent in. Wow. Uh -huh. Pat Gray unleashed. is here on the blaze radio network i uh, got some tweets uh megan cable tweets i'll take a mean tweet aimed at political opponents over making jokes in the wake of innocent children dying anytime okay. yes send joe and his fudge his fridge full of chocolate chip ice cream packing mm -hmm. yes please my it's unreal agent yogi tweets uh does that saudi clip fit the white face definition oh, oh my okay yeah. uh-huh that's right don't be putting all that white face makeup right on. right you jerks uh high plain stranger it feels like the sheepdog has been neutered and the shepherd has lost the flock as a nation we're wonder wandering aimlessly in the wilderness surrounded by wolves yeah tamra b tweets uh to be fair he should have asked Mr. Washington, who was the FAA nominee, uh, what is an airplane? <laughs> uh, I, uh, Senator, uh, I don't. Congressman, I, I'm i not Orville or Wilbur Wright. Oh, right. I've never built an airplane. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. How could you? I'm not an engineer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Iota of a cracker tweets, Mr. Washington, do you know what the letters F-A-A stand for? Oh, that's a gotcha question, Congressman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Finding a lot of ants. Finding a lot of ants? Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that... Can we fact check that before we continue with this hearing? <laughs> By the way, did we find out the, the distance on the runway between oh, two planes? It, it looks like it's uh, needs to be 2,500 feet, if 2, I'm reading this correctly. Feet. Okay, 2,500 yeah. feet on the runway. Okay. And I think you said five miles in the air? Yeah. Uh, so That uh, makes sense. Yeah. That's, but honestly, it's like the guy didn't even Google... No, I know. Airport facts. I know. Before he set down. How are you the head of the Denver airport? And you don't know any of that stuff. Oof. You don't know any of it? Really? I don't think you have to be a pilot to know some of that stuff. You got to love that DEI, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, no kidding. Uh, Giblets tweets, this guy clearly knows as much about FAA regulations as Pete Buttigieg knows about <laughs> transportation. Uh, you got to love Just that saying. DEI, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, on that one as well. <laughs> yes. The uh, DEI works for a lot of different people in this administration. In fact, all of them, really. Yeah. And were any of them chosen because they're the best qualified person for the position? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think a single one was. They're either, you know, a minority or they're from a... An alternative lifestyle group or, you know, it's identity politics. DEI, diversity, inclusion, equity, diversity, equity, inclusion. When it should be diversity, inclusion, equity, then you got die, which is what the country is doing right now. We're dying. <laughs> or dead. Uh, also, in front of Congress was the head of a gun safety group who was asked a straightforward question uh, by a representative, Tom Tiffany, 
at an ATF hearing. <laughs> and that went really well, too. If a person lies on Form 4473 and, a user, and is a user of unlawful drugs, um, you can get between five to ten years for that. Is that correct? Is that my understanding? No, I, be I believe Congress changed the uh, sentence uh, last Congress. Uh, what is that sentence now? Up to 15. Up to 15 years. Hmm. Uh, why hasn't Hunter Biden been prosecuted for the <laughs> crime that he committed? Uh, I'm not aware of the facts of that case and can't comment on it. Okay. okay. You're Who not you aware to where, see why this uh, case is not being prosecuted? Who are we talking I mean, to? He said very clearly in his book that he used drugs, he had uh, gun, a gun, at least a gun. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. What? What the heck? See, point of order. Totally irrelevant and not germane to this proceeding. Uh, he, sir, he's got, his, he's got his five minutes. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> got a law. <laughs> okay. <so laughs> I, I understand why um, you do not want Mr. Wilcox to answer that question. It's very clear why you don't want Because there's a dual system of justice in America. Nice. That's what's going on right now. And everybody's talking about it across America. There's two standards uh -huh. of justice that are, um, that are going on. Yes, sir. Uh, exactly right. I appreciated everything he's well. That's awesome. Yeah, ninety-nine percent of what he said. There is no T at the end of a cross. <laughs> you don't say crossed. Right. America. It's amazing how many people say crossed. Bro, I lived in Nebraska. Oh man, crossed. Uh, but I love that. I mean, <laughs> thankfully, someone is saying it. Like, yeah, there's absolutely two systems of justice. You try that. You you try lying on a federal form about anything, whether yeah. it's a gun, your taxes, fill in the blank. You lie to the federal government on a form and then sign your name to it? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. you think you're walking free, making shady deals around the world under your daddy's name? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. <sighs> no, you're not. But if your name is Hunter Biden, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You've got the protection of the President of the United States. It's, uh... It is a dual system. It's a dual justice system. They live by separate rules than we do. We can't get away with that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Meanwhile, Americans are uh, struggling under Joe Biden, and taxes are due three weeks from today. Yeah. Neat. April 15th is three weeks from today. <laughs> Uh, and we're not getting any kind of uh, COVID break this time. Oh, right. No. So. Hey, I do appreciate the, uh, is it, is it the uh, uh, <clears throat> Juneteenth? No, that's June. Duh. Uh, what, what is the, why, why are we moving it back uh, a day there? Uh, why? Because, you know, the 15th obviously falls on a Saturday. Oh, okay. And the 16th, uh, and then we got the 17th is a Monday. Is that a federal holiday? What is that for? April 17th. I'm just trying to figure out why it's moved to Tuesday. I'm not. Oh, it moved to Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday the 18th. Hmm. I'm just trying to I figure out. That. I'm good. I'm good. Hmm. I need as much time as I could possibly oh, yeah. get. So yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure I out. I usually file for an extension every year. Let's see here. So. It's not a federal holiday. I guess they just don't want it to fall on a Monday. Wow, you're so gracious. Thank you, federal government. Yeah, that's how benevolent our yeah. government is. They just a... gave us an extra day. That's okay. really nice. Thank you. So really, you wind up with, what, three extra days, kind of. You got Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Cool. And then you got to get them in on Tuesday. So Tuesday the 18th this year. That's great. Uh, and if you have a negative view of the IRS, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen 
wants you to know why you have that negative view of the IRS. Oh, yeah. Here she is telling us about it. Okay. Can you tell me if you have an opinion on what the IRS's reputation is amongst the country? Have you done any polling or anything like that to see what, what generally taxpayers think? Yeah. What do we think? Wealthy people, bottom... Bottom, I mean, are they, they kind of like the National Park Service? Are they a little different? What, what do you think their impression is? Well, it's extremely negative because Thank the you. IRS has been starved for resources. And so what? They're so insufficient would, I don't people. mean to cut you off, but I've got even less time than the, than the ranking member does. So you think it's resource-related that they have, Absolutely. have a bad reputation? Absolutely. It's nothing to do with no. historical culture in the agency or anything like that huh the, the that agency has been resource starved oh god i mean no. that that's as stupid a response as you could possibly get from somebody who's a supposedly intelligent person <laughs> people hate the irs because it's resource starved because there weren't enough agents <laughs> i swear what are you talking about you know why I don't like the IRS? Tell me, Pat. It's because they're about 87,000 agents short of uh, having a decent agency. You know? They don't have enough people yeah. to uh, hassle Americans. Can we arm those uh, theoretical 87,000 Yeah, I think agents? so. I think we can give them all uh, weapons. And training. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Well, this is going to work out great. I mean, that you talk about putting a question on a T. All she had to say was, that? look, nobody likes... Paying money, especially to the government, but it's right. our civic duty and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's resource-starved. What kind of answer oh, is that? Jeez. I, asinine. Mm-hmm. It's just a an asinine uh, answer. Jeez. Good yeah. Time. We've all been clamoring for the IRS to have more money and more agents. <laughs> So they can yeah. hassle us even further. And, and more guns at their disposal. And, and I, more guns. Am I right? You're right. Okay. You are absolutely correct. Oh, these and then we're going to love them. Out of touch. Once they're able to uh, audit, like every American, we're going to love them a lot more, aren't we? That's <laughs> when we're really going to. That's when we're really going to turn around, turn around on our feelings about the IRS. Mm-hmm. If they could only audit more of us, man, that'd be great. Would be. If they could only say that more of us owe them even more money than we paid them several years ago and send us letters in the mail about that. Oh, man, I'd love them. That I'd love them so much more. Oddly specific <laughs> is it? thing you just is said. It? Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hey, uh, we need another $6,000 from you from, ni- from 2020. Uh Wow, that's again. No, very specific. Very. I'm just throwing out numbers there. I I mean, I don't know of any specific uh, instance where somebody's just received a letter recently about owing them six thousand more dollars. To be clear, Uh in this hypothetical scenario that you're dreaming up on the fly here, Mm -hmm. you're saying (laughs) that. If you were, I'm not saying you are, but if you were upset with the IRS, it has nothing to do with that, right? No, it's right. because it's because more people don't get those letters. It's because they're resource. Y- yes, starved. resource starved. And you're like, oh, I wish they ah, were. If only they could share this with uh, everybody. Oh yeah, would that be great? I mean, based on just anecdotal <laughs> evidence of all these people that I know that are getting these letters, uh, yeah, don't don't sound resource starved. 
They got a lot of people sending out envelopes, that's for sure. No, they don't sound resource-starved, do they? They don't even have the 87,000 agents yet, and they're already able to start coming after white people. <laughs> Which they've said. Thank you. They're going to target us. Yes, yes. And they are. They have. Uh, and they are. Under the DEI directive, if mm-hmm. you aren't familiar, that Biden charged every federal department to come up with a way to uh, institute this fairness and whatnot. Um, the IRS has developed an AI program to specifically target for purposes of audit uh-huh. whites, Asians, and mixed race individuals in the United States. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I swear. It's, Could, un- it's unreal. Unreal. I, I I hesitate to even ask rhetorically. Can they figure out any more ways to divide us? Yes, yes, they can, <laughs> and they're working on it right now. Just when you thought, I mean, there's okay. There's no other way. They come up with a new way, and it happens almost every day. So yes, I think they can come up with more ways to divide us. Uh, also, Democrats are really torn on the possible banning of TikTok in America. <laughs> Something the Biden administration is considering. Uh, Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman had this to say about the potential uh, TikTok ban. 150 million Americans are on TikTok right now. Five million businesses are on TikTok. People use TikTok to earn a living. 150 million Americans, many of them young people, many of them tend to lean Democratic. So if the Democratic Party is a part of shutting down (laughs) a platform that they have used to build community Mm -hmm. and, and, and to be in a space where they are often accepted and connected with others in a space where they don't get that in on Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram, it can harm us politically in 2024, <laughs> but more importantly, it can harm the American people in our sense of well-being mm-hmm. because people find space to be themselves on TikTok yeah. that they can't find somewhere else. Oh, wow. What a powerful <laughs> argument for TikTok. I love that, though. Uh, Look, that's don't, great. Uh, we have to have access to low-information voters. Uh-huh. If you take TikTok away uh-huh. from our propaganda efforts, that's really going to hurt Democrats. <laughs> and, I mean, he's absolutely right. I, I was looking for the quote. There's some Democrat official, I don't know, but um, she said that uh, banning TikTok would mean Democrats would lose every voter under the age of 35. My gosh. I mean, cool. Jeez. Whatever. Remember, again, it's fascinating how something that Trump supported mm-hmm. was like the worst idea ever. You could apply this to the vaccine, too. But as soon as it's under a Democrat, oh, it's a great idea. Yes. But but some in the party here are pushing back, saying, yeah, AOC's pushing back. AOC's defending TikTok. Huh. It's interesting, too, that um, some of these Democrats just got uh, a nice little injection of cash Mm -hmm. from the Chinese-owned parent company. That dumped $150,000 into the Hispanic Congressional Caucus Foundation. Coincidence. Just a few months ago. An amazing coincidence. Sure and then AOC, as luck would have it, starts defending them. I don't know that I appreciate your uh, hmm. insinuation there. No, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying uh, it's a weird coincidence. Sure is. Isn't um, it? It's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, like, Whatever. The uh, Chinese regime passed a law in 2017 that requires any organization to assist or cooperate with state intelligence work, which is why uh, this is kind of a problem, because TikTok gathers all this intelligence at the, at the Chinese company. And then the government, the CCP, 
<laughs> has access to it all. Yeah. Yeah. During that uh, hearing uh, on Thursday, uh-huh. when you had the CEO of TikTok up there trying to claim that the parent company, which you're speaking of, has nothing. No, we're no, just we don't talk. I don't talk to them and stuff. Uh, it came out that, yeah, we totally know where journalists are at any given time. Thanks to TikTok being on their phone. Right. Oh, that's a problem. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not just journalists. It's your politicians, and that's why they said, you know, we can't have it on a federal government phone. Um, it's you. It's everybody. You know, the least they could do is is do the forced sale of TikTok to an American or a European company. Somebody that we trust a little bit more, I mean, not that much more, but a little bit more than a Chinese company who would have to turn over, who has to turn over all their information to the Chinese Communist Party. And this guy kept saying, yeah, but Project Texas, Project <clears throat> Texas, bro, you're not there yet. They're talking about storing this stuff in Texas, and therefore, we're talking present tense. Nice try. Mm-hmm. See what you guys are trying to do. I mm-hmm. love it how with TikTok, it's just like everything else with this administration. What they want for you, ah, it doesn't apply to us. John Kirby put on the spot by CBS News. Uh, about this very issue yesterday. This is fun, or Sunday. We showed a video in that last segment of the president on TikTok from a video shot by a celebrity inside the White House. (laughs) So for the 150 million Americans who still use this app, how do you say to them, sorry, we're going to take it away? It's not on government. It's hypocritical. It's not not on government devices. We do have legitimate (laughs) national security concerns. We have legitimate national (laughs) security concerns over, over TikTok. It's a useful political platform. Ooh. I just would tell you that, yeah. again, that our, our concerns on the national security front are valid. Mm. Wow. Don't but she back. doesn't care. Yeah, don't push back <laughs> on the regime. What are you doing here, right. CBS News? What is this? I thought it was a friendly territory. Uh, so what if the president of the United States uh, made a video for TikTok? Don't call us out on that. We don't want you being able to do that. Mm. Uh-huh. Man. <laughs> now, my, uh, my thought on TikTok is why take the chance? I mean, why take the chance? There's something's got to be done. The Chinese spy on us in so many different ways. We don't need yet another one that makes it just so easy for them to infiltrate this country. Yeah, yeah. And they do it. They do it in in so many different ways. <clears throat> They're sending Chinese spies to our universities. They're infiltrating our businesses. Uh, they now have wormed their way into our iPhones and iPads. I mean, how many more ways can they spy on us than they already do? Yeah, and it's not just the tracking uh, that's the issue here. Um, A a big topic at the hearing last week was uh, just the overt, um, the algorithm that it was heartbreaking. They, they, They were talking about kids who have committed suicide and 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 the app basically was promoting videos that promoted suicide in ways mm. to die. It was just wow, heartbreaking. And they're overtly trying to kill us in, in addition to what they're doing yeah. behind the scenes. Right. And in fact, the the chairwoman of the committee that had this TikTok guy in there, it was somebody put uh, a video up showing a threat to her mm-hmm. that was posted before the date of the hearing was known publicly. And they were like, wow. And it was basically a threat to her, a veiled threat of like, oh, uh, it's hard to explain here. But anyway, and they took it down immediately. But after it had been up for 41 days and 
They didn't do anything about a threat to a congresswoman. Incredible. <laughs> it's madness. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Welcome, uh, Hillary Kennedy from oh, I know her. Uh, Blaze TV, the four-minute buzz, and of course, HillaryKennedy.com. Join us in just a few minutes. Yeah, and she's also going to help me out with overtime today because I guess uh, I guess you've got other commitments in the building. Whatever. I do. Mm-hmm. Right. Filling in for Stu again mm-hmm. on the Glenn Beck program. An award-winning uh, Hollywood producer and leading figure in the Native American community is accused of lying about her heritage. Huh. Tribal Alliance Against Frauds, a watchdog group dedicated to exposing ethnic frauds pretending to be American Indian people, accused 56-year-old Heather Ray of faking her Native American background. Uh, Ray identifies as Cherokee. Now, why would you have to have Cherokee genes or DNA Hmm. in order to... To identify as such. It's a, uh, you don't, right? It's, a, it's mm. a perfectly fair question in this society. Right. Well, it should be perfectly fine. If I can be a man and I just identify as a woman, I don't have uh, w- women chromosomes in me. I, I haven't had my hmm? unit lopped off. I, lopped I haven't off. had any surgery done. Uh, but I identify as a woman, so what's it to you? Right. You've got the White House, the President of the United States, honoring mm-hmm. dudes <clears throat> as women of the year. Yeah. Um, a case yeah. can be made by anyone that they're more Cherokee than these dudes are women. No kidding? Absolutely. No let's kidding. Let's go. Come on. Because uh, I think, uh, let's see. <clears throat> she used to claim that her mother was Indian and my father was a cowboy. Uh, that turns out not to be true. And Tribal Alliance Against Frauds claimed that uh, Ray is a pretendian. <laughs> I like that term. A pretendian. So she pretends to be an Indian. <laughs> and they called on her to drop her false claims. That's so great. According to the group, Ray is profit- profiting from appropriating real American Indian voices and perspectives. Which, again, if she identifies as Cherokee, that should be fine. Yeah. I don't understand. Now, she, uh, let's see, she claims that she has a possible Cherokee tie now. Apparently, uh, her grandfather was like one-eighth American Indian. So Either her grandfather or her great-grandfather. But even if it was true, she'd be 2,048th. Of a percentage of American Indian. Really? Yeah. I feel like it would be less than that, but I, so, I suck at math, though. 2,048th percent, I think. And and that's even less than uh, Elizabeth Warren, right. if I'm not mistaken, because she was, what, 1,024th? Help me Cherokee? out Cherokee. What, what did you say? So let's just go with the furthest out possible. Mm-hmm. Great-grandfather mm-hmm. is, what, 1,8th? 1,8th. So yeah. then wouldn't that make her grandfather 1,16th? And then her father, one thirty second, and then she would be one sixty four. One sixty four. Which I, uh huh. What is the uh huh? What is the maximum to qualify for? Like, I think it's one sixteenth. Is it? To, or maybe it's even one eighth. It might be. It's at least one sixteenth. Yeah. Uh, is that for like qualifying for a mm-hmm. casino? 
for for like scholarships okay. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, if your heritage, I think that's as far out as it as it goes. One sixteenth. I may or may not have done mm. some research on this at one point. <laughs> I think it's it's at least one sixteenth. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. All right. Interesting. So one one sixty fourth is not going to do it. But but that's even if it's two thousand one one whatever the heck yeah. you said, that's uh-huh. more than dudes with thingies claiming to be women. Exactly right. <laughs> Hillary, coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. And welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed, 888 We welcome Hillary Kennedy from uh, The Blaze, 4-Minute Buzz, and of course, HillaryKennedy.com. Thanks for joining us, Hillary. Thank you. Thanks for the free plug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's start out with a fun clip from the Kim Iverson show recently where <laughs> She asked a question of Alan Dershowitz, and then we'll get your take on it. Uh, One last question. Do you think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? No, uh, of course not. Uh, Well, he didn't kill himself without the help of uh, some people. He did kill himself, but he killed himself with the help of uh, guards. He didn't do it by himself. He couldn't have done that, obviously, though. The uh, videos were turned off, Mm -hmm. and and the... uh, um, uh, guards uh, turned their back and his cellmate uh, left. So I think he killed himself, but he killed himself with the assistance of uh, mm. some people in in law enforcement. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, Mr. Dershowitz. Thank okay. you. So- <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. I, well, I wasn't expecting go. that answer, but I think you're right. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was, you know, a lot that was uh, that went wrong there in order for him to be able to kill himself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the videos were off. Uh, the guards were asleep or whatever. Um, it was. It was. They uh, were shopping on Home Network. Or, uh, I don't know. It was a white sale. Remember? Yeah, that's yeah. right. But boy, that that. That was as matter of a fact uh, answer that yeah. you could expect from someone. Of course not. And he's kind of close to that uh, whole issue of Jeffrey Mm. Epstein. Am I right, Hillary? Well, it's weird because he says, oh, of course not. And then he starts backpedaling. And to me, that's what seemed Oh. He gives a definitive, like, oh, Mm -hmm. of course he didn't kill himself. And then you see the the lights come on and he's like, well, I mean, not by himself. Uh, There were some other people. uh, He got help. I I, so I saw a tweet yesterday. It kind of sums up what I think. This guy said, wow, one of the most formidable attorneys of our generation, ladies and gentlemen, and arguably could not have played that worse. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder. Mm. Right. And it does make you what, wonder. Remind, remind everyone what his connection, so to speak, is in theory uh, with so Jeffrey he, Epstein and everything. He worked on some legal matters with Jeffrey Epstein. He'd been to that little St. James Island. Island or whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 So he's on the flight logs, that oh kind of thing. And he was accused by two women in particular, Virginia Guffrey, who was the most famous, who kind of came out about what happened with Epstein and the trafficking of girls and all that. And so she did say that she was forced to have relations with Alan Dershowitz. He sued her. She eventually backed down and said, I may have made a mistake in saying that this happened. But there's another woman. Uh, did she buy a car after that? Or well, uh, maybe a nice new house? I don't know. House, don't know. Yeah. An island. Just Might wondering. Be. Just wondering. But there's another accuser. Her name is Sarah Ransom. She was in a deposition where she went into a lot of detail about being involved with Alan Dershowitz and that he knew what was going on wow. and that she was part of a liaison with him. And, <sighs> So I don't mm. I don't know what's going to come of that. Huh. 
Interesting. But oh, I there's been enough women that have said, yes, he was there. He was involved. He has said he's maintained his innocence and said, the yeah. only woman I've slept with is my wife. Nobody mm. else. The times that I went to Epstein's Island was with my wife and children. Mm. Okay. And he has a very compelling argument yeah. as well. He said, I have nothing to hide. He's been very upfront mm. about that. Mm-hmm. But this particular interview, he also said... Epstein Island, by the way, very family friendly. I mean, people, right, were, right. people were taking uh, you know, family vacations there uh-huh. all the time. Right. I think you get a all discount if you're like, uh, yeah. uh, under 18. <laughs> Maybe that's not a good joke. I'm sorry, I walked into that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, this is interesting. Well, I just think he... Maybe just yeah, what, don't do quite so many what, interviews what, what, anymore because mm-hmm. every interviewer is going to ask you, you about something else? Epstein. Well, so when she, when Kim Everson asked him on the show, her team reached out to his rep and said, if he comes on the show, we have to ask about Epstein. And they were like, oh. okay, cool. But when she asked him those questions about it on the air, he said, you're sandbagging me and this oh. is the last time I'm ever going to come on your show. Really? Oh, so I that's what happened that. right before the clip we just showed. Oh, my. So... Really? Maybe just don't do as many interviews, Alan, if uh-huh. you don't want to be asked about it oh, or if it's going to give you right, an opportunity right. to maybe slip and say something you don't want to say. Yeah, good point. <laughs> good point. Uh, all right. So uh, you also have a story about a, a judge and an OnlyFans account? So you've heard of Judge Judy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait. This is Judge Booty. <laughs> judge Booty. That's not really his name. That's, no. that's a very poor taste. <laughs> no, but I like it. His name is Gregory Locke. He's 33. He is a judge in New York City, and he... Recently got fired because he was moonlighting as a porn star on OnlyFans. Oh, boy. He also has an X-rated account on another site called Just for Fans. Uh-huh. So he charges 12 bucks a month. <clears throat> he says, white-collar professional by day, very unprofessional by night, always amateur, always raw, always oh. slutty. So oh, this God. is something that got him into a lot of trouble. <laughs> wow. Because I think a lot of people would never have even known, except for on Twitter, <laughs> Someone asked him, what do you do for a living? And it was people that are involved in this sort of seedy internet world. And they said, what's everybody do for a living? And he said, I'm a judge. Mm -hmm. And then from his personal account, he started tweeting some really nasty things to uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. I won't read the tweet because it's really, really in poor taste. And then he also tweeted to a city councilwoman, Vicky Palladino. She was commenting on, she was criticizing Drag Queen Story Hour. And so he sent her a very offensive tweet. Oh, boy. And so she started looking into, well, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And that's when they discovered that he is, in fact, a judge. Hey, maybe we'll get into this a little bit what more an idiot. on overtime today. Yeah, I, I won't I won't go into the contents here on this show this morning <laughs> of what's on his OnlyFans, but it is highly disturbing. And so oh, no. this councilwoman said, you know, the city's got to have faith in its Courts at every level and employing individuals like Mr. Locke in positions of legal authority corrodes the people's trust in the professionalism and impartiality of our institutions. Because he does have very obvious left leanings in all of his tweets. Mm. And so she mm-hmm. was saying, you can't have that out there. Yeah. All the OnlyFans stuff aside, like you cannot have someone out there putting their views when they're supposed to be impartial. Interesting. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. So it was okay, uh, the porn he was doing yeah. on OnlyFans. Yeah. It's just his opinions on Twitter that were, <laughs> sorry, yeah, we can't have that. That's where we draw the line. Well, what I found interesting, too, online, so many people Man. were defending him because he makes, they, they put out there what he makes an hour. It's $58 an hour working as a judge. But people were saying, he lives in New York City. 
you know, the economy is Mm. so bad Mm -hmm. and inflation is so high. What else was he going to do? $120,000 salary as mm, a judge. Right. But I'm sure there's plenty. Mm. He doesn't seem to be bothered by the fact he got fired. He went to the Adele concert in Vegas this last weekend and was posting footage of him at the concert and just said, you know, having a great time. And then he was like, did I miss anything? Is anything else (laughs) going on? Yeah, we know so. what he makes an hour as an OnlyFans model. Well, I know he charges people $12 a month. So I don't know how many people wow. want to see. And you have that as a recurring charge? or Do we know how many people subscribe? <laughs> I oh, didn't yeah. see that. That's out. a really yeah. good. Yeah. I will say he did talk about his job, though, on his OnlyFans account, too, saying, like, I was never going to focus on work if I didn't do this mm. and then mm. did whatever he does on his OnlyFans account. And your favorite female fighter in uh, UFC, Holly Holm. Uh, She had some post-fight comments that are a little bit, I guess, controversial. She did, yeah. She she won her first win since 2020. It was awesome. I'm so proud of her. Um, She was fighting uh, Yana Santos, and her post-fight interview, she brought up, she wanted to end the sexualization of children. She wanted us to do more to protect children. I don't know if we have a clip of that. Yeah, I didn't think we do. Use your post-fight speech. Did you want the press conference? This is great. You want this one first instead of the ring? Okay. Use your post-fight speech. Oh, there we go. I just feel it's really sad on the sexualization of our children right now, and we need to protect them. Whatever that may be, let's protect the children, please. Protect the children. Stop Mm. sexualizing the children. Yeah, okay, good. And then then in the post-fight conference, press conference, uh, she, she expanded those thoughts a little bit. Use your post-fight speech to use a platform, I believe, to um, sort of speak out against the sexualization of children. I'm curious if you wanted to use your platform again now to sort of go into further detail. You know, there, there's a lot of things. I don't ever want to be uh, not like a r- real political person. I don't like to put that stuff on, on any of my social media or because I think there's just – but there's also just right and wrong, and I feel like everybody should be on the, the same side on that. I don't Me feel too. like that has anything mm-hmm. to do with left mm-hmm. side, right side, or anything like that. I feel like everybody should be wanting to protect our children. Yes. And, and there, there's there's stuff that is – there's a lot of child trafficking, and, I mean, that's, like, the extreme part, but it, there's there's a lot of, a lot of levels to it. Um, you just see it almost being more accepted, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really sad. Um, So I just feel like we should all do what we can. I know it's like a lot of people don't even know what to do, but if I can at least have a voice on it, then that's something I can speak out on it. And it's just to get everybody together to to protect children. It's uh, childhood is really affects people in their in their long term life too. I mean, um, I, I have I have friends that are adults, and their biggest thing that kind of is a shadow, kind of that dark space in them is being sexualized when they were young. And I just feel like it's almost getting um, accepted. Mm, Interesting. Controversial, right? Uh, Yeah, crazy. How dare you talk about the sexualization of children? It would have been nice, though, if she would have been a little more specific. Are you talking to about uh, the drag shows? Are are you talking about that? Or what are you talking about exactly? Right. Like, was she talking about... um, transgender issues in sports right is she mm-hmm. right the, the drag what? queen story hour like what is it uh-huh. and, and because she wasn't very specific she didn't go quite as far with it as i wished that she had yeah it's great that she's putting it out there though i just hope that you know i think she's dipping her toe in the water because like she said mm-hmm. she's not political she doesn't post anything about politics or hot button issues she's just there to fight and that's it 
Um, but it was interesting that she chose now to kind of start speaking out. And she did just sign right before this fight a six-fight deal with the UFC, which is huge. So because, now she's got some cover. Yes, and she's she's a 41-year-old woman wow. getting this deal, which is it's a it's a really amazing thing. Um, but now she's got this even bigger platform to talk about this further, which I hope the mm. next time she talks Hopefully. about it, she uh-huh. she gets more specific. So we've got at least six more press conferences, or do they not let? Uh, I'm serious. Like after the fight? Yeah, yeah. Because winner lose. The, winner lose. They'll, they'll okay, ask cool. her. Yeah. Oh, so nice. so right. yeah. So I hope we hear more from now, her. Now was the fight bloody enough for you? <laughs> I mean, it's Did- never really <laughs> bloody enough, Pat. <laughs> But no, she did a great. I mean, she's really fun to watch. So yeah. uh, she was the first one to beat uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They call her. The, she's the preacher's daughter. Her dad is the minister, and so huh. uh, by all accounts, Holly Holmes just a really, really nice, kind, wonderful person. So she's really scary in the ring, though. All right, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you'll be doing the uh, the blazes. Um, Four minute buzz. I will. So please and continue to tune in. Not only that, yeah. but you're coming up today with uh, Keith. Got to come back in here on overtime. Yes. Right. So yes, please tune into that All right. too. Hillary, thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, the members of this audience of Patheads are. You know, this is the best audience mm-hmm. ever of all time. Easy. Uh, yep. And several of you came up with the life saving idea. We're joining forces with Preborn to sponsor an ultrasound machine to help save countless babies for years to come. And this was your idea. These life-saving ultrasound machines cost $15,000, more than most centers uh, can afford. So the plan is we're looking for 30 patheads to rise up who will donate $500 each. All these gifts are tax-deductible, of course. And once we reach our goal, this machine will be placed in a needy women's center. And it will be able to show women who are considering abortion the ultrasound. Once they see the ultrasound, they're twice as likely, at least twice as likely to choose life. Uh, These precious babies and mothers need our help now more than ever. Here's how you do it. Simply go to preborn.com slash pat, and when you donate, make sure you type pathead machine. Yeah, you just scroll down toward the bottom. There's a comment section. Okay. Put pathead machine in there. In the comment section. In the comment section. Now, before I went out of town, we had been doing this for less than a week, Mm -hmm. and only, I think, maybe two, maybe Mm. three at the most of of these requests for the Mm -hmm. audience, and we were already over a third of the way there. I just sent an email uh, asking if we had an update on that, so hopefully tomorrow we'll uh, have another update for you. Yeah, you guys are so awesome. Thank you. Uh, So we'll have the update. We're trying to get this done by Mother's Day uh, as a special gift to bless hurting mothers and babies who desperately need, need our help. Will you join us? Remember to note Pathead Machine when you go to preborn.com slash pat for Operation Pathead Machine. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, this is kind of fun. Uh, National Geographic has just canceled their uh, geography bee. What? (laughs) No, wait, no. Yeah, Yeah, because of equity. Okay. (laughs) So they're not going to do it anymore. It's over. The geography bee is history. Okay, hold on. What? I can't wait to hear why. Mm, it's because there's too many Asians who are winning this thing. And there's no equity there in uh, who wins these geography bees. Are Asians the only race of individuals who have access to maps? Is that the problem? Yes. That is the problem. See, that does seem unfair. It's unfair when, okay. when they're the only ones who can get a stinking map or a globe. 
I mean, you could look at a globe as that was, well. That's annoying. It is. I mean, it's round and stuff, yeah, like the actual Earth. I mean, it's just too realistic. Uh, let's say you're getting your oil change, right? Right. And you want to study for the upcoming geography bee. Right. You're going to pull out a globe to study? No. No. And no, so you're I not. see where they would have the unfair advantage because they have foldable maps mm -hmm. uh, among Asians. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is, I don't understand anything. After 33 years. They decided to uh, end the contest to cancel it to make way for new transformative and innovative geography education opportunities in which students around the globe can more equitably hmm. participate. Hmm. So not enough blacks, I guess not enough Hispanics, maybe not enough whites. I don't know. I, I mean, well, they, if a white person won, would that help? You know, they don't I take into, it. quote, not enough whites, in quote. Never. That's never part of calculus it of anything. sure isn't. Stop. I just... So, yeah. Uh, they need they need minority representation. However, I thought Asians were mm -hmm. a minority, and if you got Asians winning it every time, isn't that pretty inclusive? I I don't know. I, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Also, uh, we were talking about the IRS and the reason people hate it. Uh, <laughs> we heard from Janet Yellen. Uh -huh. The reason people hate the IRS is because it's uh it's resource poor. Right? They don't have enough resources <laughs> yep. to do enough audits you got it. on people. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have enough ammunition yet, apparently. Either. Right. When they have eighty seven thousand agents mm -hmm. and they can they can audit everybody in the country, then we're gonna like them a lot better. <laughs> uh well, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan demanded that the Department of Treasury and the IRS account for an incident that he considers Possible witness intimidation in which an IRS this agent bad. visited the home of alternative journalist Matt Taibbi. Yes. In light of the hostile uh, reaction to Mr. Taibbi's report among left-wing activists and the IRS's history as a tool of government abuse, the IRS's action could be interpreted as an attempt to intimidate a witness before Congress. Right. While wow. he was there. At testifying, an agent mm -hmm. shows up at his house and leaves a note. Yeah, we're going to need to talk to you about some stuff. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a stupid excuse. It was like uh, identity theft, we think, happened with your 2018 and 2021 uh, tax return. You couldn't just mail me a letter. Wow. You, you couldn't do this before I appeared in front of Congress, like the same exact day. This is not good. This is not a healthy nation. Well, let me tell you something. It's this kind of stuff that's mm -hmm. going to make us love the IRS. That's right. More yep. than we ever have before. You got it. This is what we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the IRS. A, a guy speaking to, out yeah. on collaboration between the government uh, and big tech Yeah, gets a visit from the IRS while testifying in front of Congress. That's exactly what we need. Right there. That's what we need. What a what a sick nation. Oh my gosh. This is yeah, dangerous. We are so in such trouble. dangerous territory, bro. Really I don't even are. see the exit anymore. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a little bit frightening right now. Uh meanwhile, Rand Paul there's a Rand Paul staffer who was stabbed oh, gosh. in Washington, DC. There is uh fortunately a suspect in custody. A staffer for Republican Kentucky Senator Rand Paul was brutally stabbed. And is in serious condition in yeah. the hospital right now. Yeah. He had uh, mm. life-threatening injuries, for sure. Uh, Rand said, uh, this past weekend, a member of my staff was brutally attacked in broad daylight 
in Washington, D.C. I ask you to join Kelly and me in praying for a speedy and complete recovery and thanking the first responders, hospital staff, and police for their diligent actions. Jeez. Uh, anybody talking about that in Washington? No, no, no. Come on now. No. Mm-mm. No. And the guy, by the way, had been released uh, less than 24 hours earlier. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure, and I, I, I honestly have no idea. I'm sure, though, the individual, I'm sure he served a full sentence before getting released. Oh, uh, of course, as they always do in D.C., because, uh, man, they're tough on crime there, Ooh, yeah. aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're tough on crime. Well, they are if you uh, parade or mill on a specific day, <laughs> one six twenty one In a specific place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might mill around a mall mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't mill around the U.S. Capitol building. In other words, uh, milling and uh, parading, mm-hmm. um, much bigger criminal offense in Washington, D.C. than inciting a, ra- uh, a riot at the U.S. Capitol. Re-apps. No question. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pissed off now. Uh, he is... Let's go. Bro. He is suing. Good. Uh, and I think... Good. For defamation, right? Let's get it out in court. Let's yeah. go. Then. Let's, let's do, do this. it. Yep. Come on now. Let's do it. I hope he follows through with mm-hmm. it. Because let's uh, look at your texts. Let's 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 find out who you've been communicating with, day of, day before, who your contacts in the government are, what they were telling you, and exactly what you did on that footage that uh, Speaker McCarthy yeah. has released. That's really the best thing that could happen is for him to launch a lawsuit against people. So you got a bunch of discovery going on. Daylight time. Let's yep. do it. Yeah, let's put some sunshine on this particular situation mm-hmm. and see who the hell you are and what you were doing uh, and why you're not paying the price that others who did much less than you are paying. Yeah. How about that? Oh, I did hear, by the way, the shaman is going to be released real soon. Uh, I think a family member, his mom, somebody oh, tweeted really? out something. So, Are you kidding? I, no, I'm not. Uh, that has I, to have something to do with the footage. I have to see. Right? Yeah, I just saw it one time. Oh my gosh! And I didn't see anything. Yeah, look, else. look and see if you can find that because that's fascinating. Yep. If that's true, you know the footage that Tucker Carlson was playing had something to do with that. Absolutely. Let's see. Yeah. Um, his mom <laughs> said uh, five days ago mm-hmm. in an exclusive interview with the Gateway Pundit that uh, her son, uh, Mr. Chansley, there will be released from prison, quote, really soon. Wow. Because he got, what, four years? Mm -hmm. So that would be fantastic if that's true. That'd be an early release. Meanwhile, two new polls from a top Republican polling firm provided exclusively to Axios finds Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is running more competitively with former President Trump in Iowa and New Hampshire than he's faring in national surveys. Hmm. And see, that's kind of important because if you do really well in the first couple of primaries, that kind of catapults you get you some traction yeah it does uh the surveys conducted by public opinion strategies from march 21st to 23rd found desantis leading leading trump by eight points Whoa. in a head-to-head matchup in iowa and tied 39 all in new hampshire hmm. in a more crowded field including nikki haley and vivek ramaswamy uh, DeSantis was tied with Trump in Iowa and trailed him by 12 points in New Hampshire. Okay. Interesting. That is interesting. So, um, anyway, you're going to see who, uh, is it Thomas Massey that put together the Donald Trump oh, uh, montage yeah. that yeah. you're going to play in overtime today? Yeah, kind of a refresher Yeah, from 2020. Uh, make sure you don't miss 
overtime today because it's going to be fascinating. Keith and Hillary uh, Kennedy will be holding down the fort. I'll be joining Glenn for uh, the Glenn Beck program, filling in for Stu. And don't forget, Easter is coming up, so you want to get your Kexi cookies. Ordered right now, <laughs> K-E-K-S-I dot com, Kexi dot com. We have these new uh, really delicious carrot cake uh, cakes that you've got to try them. They're really, really good, along with a bunch of new cookies as well. Anyway, we'll see you on overtime and tomorrow. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.